You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Jordy Cakes was reading up on some sex facts, surprising sex facts. I saw a good housekeeping article, okay? I'll be honest. And one of them, a couple of them, I'm just like, ugh, bullshit. How do they take these polls? I know I take polls for my listeners on my social media. My listeners, they're they're the listeners. So I guess I kind of trust y'all more or something, something. I feel like we're not here to lie. We're here to shoot the shit, the good, the bad, the ugly, the woes, the wins, the fails, the what the fucks, the awesomes. But, you know, I don't know who was taking these gold housekeeper impulses. 17% of Americans have had an extramarital affair. Okay, I am married. I have never had an extramarital affair. Does that mean that I haven't cheated on someone that I've dated before? No, I fucking have. Wasn't my best self. <laughs> Wasn't my best self. But there's no fucking way that I believe that's only 17%. I think it's called the other 33% is a fucking liar. So married women are twice as likely to orgasm. I believe this one. I believe this one because I feel like... When you've been married, long-term relationship, I I need to fucking get off. And by that time, I know my body. I'm not messing around. I need to come. Mommy needs to come. Is that going to be a new merch? Mommy needs to come. No. (laughs) I promise the merch will be wearable. You don't have to just stay in your room. So like your kids don't read it and go, my mom's a whore. So to be determined. Okay. I, I believe that one. I think that you get to know your partner's body, you learn one another, and you feel comfortable enough to say, Todd, move your fucking fingers to the right, okay? You're rubbing my left pussy lip, okay? <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, shit. Listen to this one. Wives become unhappy if their spouses become ill, but husbands not so much. And it says, we know that when a partner is sick, it is the wife that often does the caregiving, which can be a stressful experience. Yeah. And also like, no offense, men cover yours. All the men cover yours. Because the men are such fucking pussies about it. Seriously, I'm just bitter because when my husband has any sort of any, any fucking thing, if it's not a hundred percent, he is down and fucking out. And sometimes it gets on my last fucking nerve. But I don't want to be that way. <laughs> I don't want to be that way. I'm going to be nice. And I'm going to be caring. and But if I'm sick, it's like... Take some medicine. You okay? Okay. What's for dinner? Fuck off. Okay, moving on. Hello. Happy Monday. Hello, men. Y'all can uncover your ears now. Mommy didn't mean it. She didn't mean it. I know we're crazy bitches. I know. I know. Just let that one roll right off. I know. I know. We love you. We can't live without you. I didn't mean it. Okay. 
What's happening today? If y'all didn't listen to last week with Stephanie Ganowski, she was such a gem, breath of fresh air, loved her like a love song, totally vibed, and I thought she was fire. So if you haven't heard that episode, go fucking do it, especially the men. And because it was a guest episode, I kept the listener questions to a minimum because that's just what we do on guest episodes. So today I am answering all your questions. We got some juicies. We got some goodies. I did get my fourth, my fourth or my fifth, my fourth email that the first email I got, they used the word belly button 37 times. 37, an innie, an Audi, blowing raspberries, very, I was like, okay, they have a belly button cake. I thought it was a joke because it was just so fucking out there. And there's a point to this story, kind of. And then I got three more and it was getting fucking a little bit weird. I'm not going to lie. I try not to yuck anyone's yum, but I'm getting more comfortable where I'm like, yuck. (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) But to, to each their own. But he was going down the path of like talking about his his girl's future baby's belly button. And it was just too, it was just too much. It was too much for me. Okay. If you're out there listening, I I wish you the best with you and your belly button and your wife's belly button. And stay away from your kid's belly button. Let your kid just have their belly button. Okay. Cause it freaks me the fuck out. And I'm hoping it's a joke. Stephanie, who I interviewed last week, saw my story where I was like, holy fucking belly button messages. She goes, no fucking way. I am getting those two. So can't be real. Or it's someone who is massively obsessed with belly buttons and searching desperately for answers. Speaking of searching for answers, today's topic of the hour is pleasure mapping. So if that's something you've never heard of, or maybe you have and you don't know what it entails, stay tuned for that. I took a course and I'm here to regurgitate this knowledge so you can go home and say, let me pleasure map your body, baby. Before we jump right into listener questions, I want to do like do a little housekeeping, just kind of BTS keep my listeners in the know. First things first, merchandise. Owning your own business, guys, just like on the side really quick, is filled with lessons. Like I am learning so much and I give so many fucks. And I quickly realized that drop shipping merch was not the best efficient way for me or for you with shipping times, relying on other distributors and quality control. I feel like it's very, very inconsistent. So I quickly learned that there's got to be a better way that I'm more in control. I'm hand packaging this shit for you, mailing it out. I know shipping times. I know what the shirts are going to be like every single time. Hire a graphic designer. Really put in some fucking effort. So if you have any sort of suggestion or like the kind of merch you want, I want merch that you can wear, that you enjoy wearing, that feels good. Merch that has your favorite sayings from the show, quotes from the show, little inside jokes that we have together as a Freaky Fam. So stay tuned. I'm doing my homework. 
I'm doing my research. When more is determined and choices are made, I will keep you in the loop and I will let you know when that is closer to fruition. So thanks for bearing with me. I just wanted to keep you in the loop. People message me and say, where's merch? Where'd it go? Blah, 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 blah. I do not want to give you something that I'm not super, super proud of. Okay. Also, the Patreon. If you like audio erotica or you just are like, I fucking love this show and I want to support it, join the Patreon. I'll put the link in the episode notes and there's new sexy audio erotica read by me, your girl, every week. Last but not least, if you're interested in submitting a listener question, you can through social media, we can like have a conversation. I protect your anonymity always. My Instagram is at underscore the horny housewife podcast, or you can go to my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com and submit in the anonymous forum. Go for it. If it's like 17 pages long, am I going to read all that? Probably not, but shoot your shit and the relatable good shit, the stuff I think that we all need to hear, want to hear, should hear, it will be read. If you are like, I need an answer, no fucking matter what, I can't take the risk of her not answering, then the Patreon is going to be the DM place for you. I will get that right away and get back to you stat. So the more you know. Let's dive into la 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 listener questions. First question, my husband and I have been together for 12 years and are in our mid-40s. Our sex life is mediocre to say the least. I know he watches porn as most men do and I've never really had a problem with it. Recently though, I have noticed that he watches a lot of a particular porn star. She looks like she's maybe in her late 50s, very mature with giant breast implants. Here's the thing. My husband has always told me he hated fake boobs, that they were hard and not bouncy and did nothing for him. I have pretty decent-sized natural breasts until this point. I thought he loved them. This woman has the fakest boobs I have ever seen. I'm also caught up in the fact that she looks very mature. Is this just a fetish? Since listening to your podcast, I have tried to get more adventurous in the bedroom, but he seems uninterested to try new stuff. And now I'm feeling like I need giant fake boobs and to look older. Please help. (laughs) One more detail. I keep myself pretty landscaped down there, and this particular actress has a very thick bush. Do I grow it out? All the questions. Oh, girl. This one's good. Okay, so like to the last part, yeah, I would totally fucking grow my bush out one time to be a passive aggressive bitch. And when he says something, I'd be like, yeah, well, and then I would say the girl's name, the porn star and be like, that's how you like it, right? But that is toxic and a little bit of psycho, just a little bit, not a lot of it, just a little bit. But that is not good advice. (laughs) I don't know what kind of man he is either. So is he the kind that would think that's funny? Is he the kind that would be like, what the f- 
fuck? Is he the kind that would all the blood would drain from his face and he's going to be like, you went through my phone or something really fucking annoying. But guys, if your wife said that, like, I want you to be cool about it. There's so many times I have to tell the ladies, like, be cool. Like, if you're going to look and you're going to go attack, like, don't do that. Do as mommy says, not as she does. This is a tricky one, though, this question, because you don't want to tell him because you don't want him to get creative about starting, like, to hide the porn. You want to be in the know. And so I guess it's kind of like I feel like men are really bad. Not all men, but some men are, like, not so good at hiding their shit, which is cute. Like, we like that. I'm so glad that they're not going out of their way. If a guy is going out of his way to hide things... Red flag, a red one. So you've never given him grief for this. Maybe you could ask to watch porn together or just suggest it, just do it kind of thing and be scrolling. God, how could we get that girl that he likes on the page? Scroll around looking for porn and then bing, bang, boom, you see her that would be so fucking awesome and you put it on and he nuts immediately just kidding (laughs) I think that you definitely don't need to worry about getting fake big boobs and being older because guess what we all get older no matter what and we can't reverse the age So you're going to be fucking older one day. And by that time, your tits may be down to your belly button or your knees. And you're like, you know what? Time to get some fake titties. And he's going to get his fantasy at that point. But no, I bet you, I bet your bottom dollar that he would not trade you in for Jilfy on Pornhub. Okay? Gilfy, whatever you want to call her. It's... This disgusting saying that I heard a man say. Not going to tell you who. Okay. He said, if a guy gets steak every day, he eats steak every day. The best. Filet mignon. He's married to the steak. Okay. Every now and then, he's in the mood for a hot dog. Now, I know some of the ladies, and I'm sure some of the men are like, boo, why did you share that? What the fuck? That wasn't a very nice quote. That was fucking cynical and WTF and instilled insecurity or perpetuated insecurity in women who feel this way. And I don't think that every guy has that mindset. I think that is a very piggish statement that's very doggy like so whatever then he'll lose the steak and have to have hot dogs the rest of his life have fun getting nitrate poisoning is that what they get (laughs) but seriously fuck you i'm gonna put a bunch of hot dogs up your asshole but why i mentioned this quote was because the porn I think it's literal entertainment. It's something different. He's not sitting there watching it and comparing her to you. That's not what's happening. Okay? 
It's entertainment and actual sex that he has with you is about connecting with your partner. So instead of thinking about the porn, which the porn could be a hindrance, if he's watching porn every day, then he is not doing y'all's sex life any favors, any service. He's taking away from it because that is in fact like he's simulating sex over there by watching the porn and then it can become very dull and mundane and not give him the higher the rush that the different new millions of videos he can click from. Does that make sense? And I've talked about this in other episodes, like what porn does and if we need to have an old episode on fucking porn, I'm I'm more than happy to. I've got quite the notepad on my phone of shit we're going to talk about. But from some stuff I read, it seems like a lot of men voiced that when they're having sex, they're very connected or visually into, they're focused on the partner they're with at hand real time. And it's a completely different mental space when they are watching pornography. You could, instead of it making you feel insecure, pick on some, pick up some tips and tricks. I, like I said earlier, would like copy an exact fucking move to be passive aggressive, but I'm not telling you to do that, but I would just want to see his face. I would just really want to see his face and what happened. <laughs> But think about it. If his favorite porn star looked exactly like you, I would think he's a cuck because then it would make me think he's thinking of you getting pounded by other dudes, which I mean, hey, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. No judgment. But I think that's not where he's at. He, It's the opposite. Maybe he doesn't want to think about you getting pounded by other guys. And this is just the porn lane he is in. And I guarantee you it will evolve. Six months from now, I mean, if he is watching this girl and it's been her for the last year, okay, I don't know how you haven't brought it up because I just have so many questions and like, whatever. It's not the, if he, he's not going to divorce you because you asked him about his favorite porn star of the month. Do you get what I'm saying? So we might have to figure out a new way to say how it was discovered but do what you got to do and 100% know that it's not this girl that he's wishing you had these big old fake titties aged 25 years and whatever. But there could be a deeper issue at hand with porn consumption if you feel like you really are stagnant and it's going nowhere. So sometimes that does take an uncomfortable conversation with uncomfortable suggestions and uncomfortable moments to get to the other side to form some action, like a plan of action, to be intentional, to figure out a plan, whatever you want to call it. Nothing's going to change unless you bring that shit to the surface. Moving onward, next question. Do you tell your husband when you're about to come? I mean, I would say majority, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm reflecting, and I think majority of the time. I mean, obviously, are there times when like, it, it happens and it's obvious it happened? I don't need to be like, so just want to let you know what happened. 
but there are times, lots of times when something's really working well and I want to stay on that. So I let him know in a variety of ways. You can let your man know you're about to climax, preferably in a sexy way. Is there an unsexy way to say you're about to come? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. You will especially want to vocalize this if they are doing the right thing and you do not want them to veer off the road, the road that leads to all good things. You don't want them to switch up the intensity, position, whatever, rhythm. You're like straight and narrow. We're on the home front. We're on the home stretch. So you tell them, you let them know because it's a positive affirmation and they're like, a smart man knows that means keep doing what you're doing. This is not the time to switch. I don't know if this question was like personal and just wanted to know like what goes on behind closed doors or if this was a should I vocalize this? Is this something I need to be vocalizing? Is it something I shouldn't be vocalizing? You can't go wrong. I think you just be present, focus on the pleasure and do what works. I will say maybe it would be a little weird if he's kind of like in limbo land and you're like not, you're like a silent climaxer, you just like tense up for a second, then react, like lax back into it. And he's like, did you get off? Did you not get off? You don't want to leave him there. You know, that can make him feel insecure. Let him know. Let him know he did a good job. Okay. This next one is a doozy, but I had to, I just, you'll hear it and you'll go, okay, we had to. Hello there, Jordy Cakes. Love the show. So about a year ago, I got out of my postpartum funk. I had been neglecting my husband sexually for, I would say, about a year and a half. We were averaging about once a month during that time. I'm just going to pause and say I think that that is really great self-awareness, taking accountability, saying, you know what? I wasn't doing my part. I commend you for that. And not just, I know there are some women probably like, what the fuck? Like, isn't that him neglecting her needs? Like, she is going through all this shit. I don't think you should dog on yourself. But I think to not... Neglecting means not even acknowledging. Like, going to the person and saying, I'm probably falling short in this area, but I can't for whatever reason. Or I need you to see this side or be on my team. So... Neglect is just pretending like nothing's going on and not acknowledging the other person whatsoever. Okay, let's continue the question. I found out my husband got addicted to porn during that time and even started to take screenshots of random girls on Instagram. That was a hard time for us, but also a wake-up call and things have been hot and heavy ever since almost always initiated by me. Lately, things have been slowing down. A lot of times, hubby is claiming he's tired or I'm putting a lot of pressure on him to have sex on a daily basis. Or sometimes he goes soft in the middle of things. When that happens, he claims he's in his head. We always have a fire sex life when things are good and I just feel like it's mediocre lately. I'm losing my motivation and even some of my sex drive because of it. He has completely given up porn so the issue is not that, but I feel so defeated. I feel like I'm too available and maybe I should pump the brakes to improve things, but it also feels like I would be neglecting my needs or almost withdrawing sex just to make things better. Thoughts? Okay. I so have them, and that's why I picked this question. <laughs> so I think that 
Okay, so say it's just a horny thing. Let's just totally give a solution right off the bat. If this is a horny thing and you're saying these are your needs, I would pump the brakes on the availability because like I just know firsthand, bitch. I'm telling you, I don't need to explain. (laughs) I'm telling you that it is, you know, that is a thing. I think just by fucking human nature, men can take advantage of something that's just readily available. (laughs) Not all, not all. And I think that if it's really about the physical release, like baby girl, become the best masturbator ever. Have your own amazing sessions, learn your body, join Beducated, like take it to the next level. You don't have to like miss out on the physical release or the hotness of it all. You can have a hot time by yourself, but if you're like, no, it's about the connection part every single day. I mean, 24 seven, that is not realistic or a fair expectation to put on anybody in my opinion. And for that to be a consistent, consistent thing to be above mediocre, we're just asking for disappointment at this point because it's impossible. Just let it go because truly there's going to be times and the more you make this a big deal, the bigger it gets and then the more he gets in his head. It's like a crazy cycle. It's like a crazy stress cycle. So you feel damned if you do, damned if you don't. And it feels shitty. And also another thing that feels shitty is feeling like you have to do it and that means like you're okay. And I say these things because I relate to you. Not like I'm not being like, you're doing this all wrong, fuck you. This is like, I know your pain, sister. And I know what it feels like to put all of my like my need for validation outside of myself and want that external validation. I know what it feels like for sex to mean I love you or no sex, no good, not having sex. So very, very wrong. I mean, I still kind of think that if you're not fucking, it is a symptom of something greater. But there are ebbs and flows and there are other life circumstances and people are individuals that go through things mentally, spiritually, physically, and your person just can't be the the cup filler in all the aspects as much as we want them to be. And I know for the codependies, it's a little harder for us because we fucking love that shit. But honestly, we we think we do, but it's not good for us. And we thrive when we are balanced And we love ourselves and we take care of ourselves and we have healthy boundaries and we take time to reflect and step away and not be anxiously attached. Work on yourself. I think when you work on yourself, you're not so hyper-focused on like what's going wrong with the other person. But I need to get back to this question because boy, does she drone on. She drowns on. The whole screenshotting the girls on Instagram does make me like have PTSD and I feel like really upset. And I'm the cynical bitch that'd be like, I are you checking up on that shit? Because uh, uh, don't do that. Trust. Trust him. Don't listen to me. Trust him. Totally gives you a reason not to. So I think the truth will always come out. Just nod your head and smile. I think you need to get your masturbation game A1. Have a grand old time. Don't be so available. Don't be needy because desperation, they can smell it. They can smell it. They can sense it. They can feel it. And it subconsciously 
shuts a lot of them down. They get, it's, we have icks, they have icks too. So with this one, I say you feel it out. I say you take the high road, find the gratitude, find the positive. Don't be in the like longing for the passion and him to initiate because sometimes, you know, that longing magnifies the absence of whatever the fuck you're longing for. And like I said, you can smell the desperation. If you just got it in your head and you're just like down and fucking out and I'm always going to have to initiate and this is all fucked up, that you're just going to see that play out. You're going to start arguing. You're going to get resentful. You're going to say things you don't mean. You're going to feel insecure. So you have an opportunity to handle this like Rihanna would, okay? What would Riri do? And I don't say we need to be Rihanna wives, okay? Because then she would be gone. She would have a roster. I'm saying there are certain circumstances when we feel insecure, when we feel like we can't fake it till we make it. That is when you, you WWRD, okay? The more you know. So a while back, I think there were some listener questions. There's been a multiple, not just one, in regards to husbands sharing about not really wanting to eat their wife's pussy. And some of them were hygiene related. I have had, whether I read them on the podcast or not, these questions have come across my desk. And it's always a crappy thing, right? Because I think some of the husbands... If they weren't in a situation where they felt so like, let's be just honest, put off by it, that maybe they would be more inclined to feast. I know there are some women who feel like they have a certain pussy smell or they don't really feel very confident for some reason, something about it. They're just totally fine having a man not frequent down there. I think it it, it is an indicator of something greater and then when you figure it out and you see that you're being eaten out way more you're like oh it's take care of that bad boy and I know there are some women who are like it's I think it's the most weird but the doctor says nothing's wrong if the doctor says nothing's wrong and you've done check 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 then you're good to go and maybe you're totally in your head you can get the opinion of your spouse. What's great about our demographic, our people, this locker room is I think 95% of us are married, which is why the topic of the hour is just going to be even better to talk about because we get to skip the whole like and find a consenting partner and maybe you want to wear gloves if you don't have a recent STD check. It's like we get to just fucking dive on in raw dog and that shit. I I did get some feedback about people that said they do wear condoms married because of like someone doesn't want to be on birth control or while they're ovulating. And I'm like, duh, Jordan, like you're a dumb bitch. Like, of course, like some people aren't reckless and unhinged and, you know, take safety and precaution when, <laughs> when needed. Okay. But this conversation right now is for the men and the smelly pussies. I had a man write in and was like, hey, Jordan. I've got some information for the men to help them with that epic timing and delivery. The perfect way to get her to know what's up without knowing what's up. Here we go. Uh, the author of this is called Pussy Master. I have a solution for the husband who loves to eat his wife's pussy, but it doesn't smell or taste great. 
Are your ears perked up, man? Get your notepads out. Let's go. I had a slightly similar problem and that my wife did not smell great. And when I would eat her out, which she loved, she would not kiss me after. Well, I kept coming up for more. Initially, I would run to the sink to clean up. But then I said, that is nuts. So I stopped cleaning up, but would come up and kiss her on the neck while I entered her. I would gently make love to her and up the tempo till I would pound her with my dick until she was in heaven. Then I would deeply kiss her with passion. She would then receive the kiss. And over time, I then started noticing her kitty cat started tasting like honey. Not sure what she did, but she figured it out. Because after she comes, it is my turn and I'm going to be deep in her throat with my juice-covered tongue. Thought I would share my solution. Hope it helps that, Bella. Keep up the good work. Love your vibe. I love your vibe. <laughs> I love your vibe. Genius. Moment of silence. Genius. Genius. Ben, genius. So you're going to have to take one for the team and go, you know what? <laughs> it, obviously, the men that want to eat pussy bad enough and are like, you know what, this... This equation we got here, I do not want to hurt her feelings. I do not want to tell her that her pussy smells like shit. I don't want to do that. I just feel like that's uh, I'm not the route I want to go. I think there are some women who, you know, it'd be so fucking embarrassing. And then they could fix it. But it like might be, you know, you know what kind of woman you have. And you know how like the trauma level <laughs> battle ensue on her. You have an idea of if you think that'll be like, yeah, that would really embarrass her. It'll really, really embarrass her. So I think that that is a spectacular, spectacular head of the classroom winner tactic of you take one from the team, you go down there, and then you go give her a taste of that so she can know and go, okay, oh, uh, that's that's what he's tasting and smelling. I just got a second version of it. Uh, sure. Yeah, ladies listening. <laughs> if you think you might fall into the category, and I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to, women, as a fellow vagina owner who has experienced my pH not being correct, doing something about it fixes it. Like it's a fixable thing. Like you are you are not fucked. You are not doomed. You can have a balanced pH. You can fix the situation and make it taste delightful too. It's 2023. I think they have like fucking pussy supplements. Okay. They have everything. TikTok, it's like bleach your lady bits. Like there's everything. You can make it a prettier, tastier thing. So Ladies listening, your homework is to taste yourself in some form of some, find out a way to find out the situation and what you need to do. Especially if you're like, God, I wish my man ate me out more. What's going on downstairs? And if it's, if there is nothing wrong and he's like, yeah, no, I'm just done my thing, then you, you married him. That's on you. You chose to be with someone who isn't really into that, and now that is that is your problem. Okay, so, but to the sir that wrote in, Pussy Master, we, we applaud you. 
let's talk about pleasure mapping. So not only did I take a educated course on pleasure mapping, but I read other articles. I did my research because when I got the info on pleasure mapping, it was very like sexologist terminology, not as user-friendly as little Jordy Cakes is going to deliver it to you, <laughs> but I think that's, you know, a pro. The saving grace in the medical terminology was the demonstrations. I got to see two how-tos that were very sexy, very informative, and you can go see for yourself. But yeah, it was very enjoyable. I learned. I was like, add to to-do list on Tuesday night. There's no shame in scheduling your sex, okay? I'm not going to say it again. There is no shame in scheduling married sex, especially if you have kids and it's baseball season, okay? Now up front, I'm going to say pleasure mapping is something you can do with your significant other, with your spouse, husband, wife, whatever, which I strongly recommend. And that's like, what the fuck is up? I'm helping you connect and date one another. But this is also something you could do solo. And you know how I feel about masturbation. I am pro it. And it's a wonderful way to understand your body more, especially if you feel like you can go into something with like no inhibition and you have no anxiety. It's just you and you set the tone and the atmosphere, the tone, is that, is that the tone? Set the atmosphere, the ambiance and get her going. If that makes you feel better, who am I to stop you? But uh, I would say I double dog dare you to do it together and then you're going to walk away from this experiment experience knowing more about your partner's erogenous zones and what turns them on and you're going to learn some shit about yourself as well. So what is it? What is pleasure mapping? What are you talking about? It's basically an exercise to expand your sexual communication. It's the process of mapping your own erotic zones on your body. It's the activity of spending time you've carved out with yourself or with a partner for the purpose of understanding your body and your partner's body, unique pleasure points, desired sensations, and places of eroticism. Now, you may be a person who you go and do this activity and you walk out of it and you are like unlocked, like you are mind blown, you found a new erogenous zone on your body, you're giddy, or it might be a process. It might be something where the first time it was you really having to work on getting vulnerable with being communicative to your partner. Like, I like this. I don't like that. Can we stop doing this? Can we try this? And can you do it there or go back up? Like being secure in yourself to really vocalize what you like, where you want it, what you're thinking, you don't want it anymore, etc. Regardless of how connected and close you feel currently to your significant other, this is one of these exercises that is just gonna... If you go in and you're super, super present and you're not all up in your fucking head and you're not feeling like, what if they judge me or what if this is like really awkward and weird or what if they think this is silly? Like, no, if you both decide you're like willing and you're willing to just try and 
see, and maybe sometimes it's silly to you. Maybe you feel a little awkward, but you push through and you go in with the intention of, I genuinely want to know what feels good to them, what turns them on, how we can have better, hotter sex. It's going to be a good thing. It's going to 1 million quadrillion percent be a positive thing. You're not going to go, oh, that was awful. Unless your partner is a secret serial killer and takes the fork and puts it up your butthole when you're not looking, I don't think anything's going to go bad. I think it's going to go just fine. So diving a little deeper, when I talk about anxiety in the bedroom, like feeling uncomfortable, right? We're in our head and we're not present. And I've said it before, like a great way to get present is to tap into your senses, touch, hearing, taste, smell, sight out of your head into your body, into your senses. And sensation play and pleasure mapping, hand in fucking hand. Connecting to your senses will ground you in your body and allows you to be present in the experience of your own pleasure. So if you are like not, if you're lacking in presence, you'll be lacking in pleasure. Pleasure mapping then uses sensation play, which we'll get more into, to create a personalized pleasure map of your body. The whole body is used and it's not just about your genitalia. So this isn't an experience you're going into with like, how are we fucking different positions? This is about the body as a whole. So if you're listening with your significant other or this is something you want to go practice with them, going into it, with like the intention of discovering more, learning more, and it being an erotic experience versus like I'm going into this to like get my nut, like just off to the races to the finish line. No, that's not what this is. So make sure you're not in the wrong frame of mind, capiche? Now, in regards to sensory play, like actually getting into pleasure mapping, First, you're going to set the scene. So whatever candles, music, this is by yourself, like this applies to both. Atmosphere can really impact just having the space be relaxing, whether it's a blindfold you want, a soft blanket, lingerie, whatever. Now supplies, okay? This is the fun part and this is how we play the game, okay? You could get a fork. Listen, just bear with me. A fork? Maybe that's something you go around the areolas with or you go down the stomach, down like that little happy trail line. Maybe she doesn't have a fucking happy trail. That's weird. But you go down that center. What is that called? Navel. Down to her pubic bone. Don't stab her clit. Don't stab her. You know, I don't need to tell you these things. But you can really get a feel for maybe how rough someone likes it. Obviously, you start like a feather. A feather. That's a great supply. A feather. An ice cube. A stainless steel object that you put in the freezer for cold temperature play. Massage oil. Hot wax for wax play. Hot towel. Spatula. Vibrator. Sex toys. Blindfold for sensory deprivation. For my wax fork lovers, maybe a flogger. Maybe a square paddle, maybe a cat claw wheel. Ooh, the cat claw wheel. Go Google image one, okay? Was used in the Beducated video, and I was like, 
I want a cat claw wheel down my navel pubic bone, please. Also, I don't want to leave out nipple clamps. For my nipple clamp lovers, bring these on in, baby. Incorporate. And now begin mapping. If you are going about this solo, then time to get curious with your body and take a moment. Ask yourself, what do I want to feel? How do I want to experience these feelings? And then basically it's you talking to your body and allowing your body to respond. You're solo connecting. And then you go from there. You step into play. Now, if you're going about this partnered, you're going to decide who's going to be the receiver first and giver. And the giver will take an item at a time and begin to use the item on the other person. And the giver should think of the other person's body in sections, lower arm, upper arm, face, neck, upper chest, lower belly, upper thigh, lower leg, on and on and on. And you start with the chosen section and you'll use an item in different ways, speeds, intensity. And you don't have to be thinking on your own and be like, do, 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 do. I could see how some people would be like, you know, I don't really think that's going to do anything for me. Let's just skip and go to my belly button and my pussy and my upper thigh in the middle by my clit. You are going into this open-minded and you may learn things. That neck, your neck, your neck, your clavicle, uh, your armpit, your armpit, your armpits. Your feet, there could be a surprising spot of your body because we're going to cover every inch. Okay, that's the goal here. And maybe you don't complete that goal in one session, but you could definitely have fun with your items, your supplies at hand and get creative and feel these sensations and be like, holy shit, I found a new erogenous zone or this really got me worked up or I really liked this intensity there. I really liked being poked here. I think that I would like X, Y, or Z. You got to be able to say like, grab me here, pull me here. Can we move on from this? So this isn't just leave it all into one person's hands and be annoyed and irritated and want to smack them. You know, when someone rubs you or like is rubbing your hand, you're holding hands and you're moving your thumb in a circle and you're like, they're going to rub a circle through my fucking hand. You just want to punch them in the face. You're like, stop doing that. You can tell someone when you're ready to move on. Now, let me give you an example. Say you begin with using the fork on your lower left arm. Try slow Circular movements, fast elongated movements, movements with little no pressure, movements with intense pressure, and then ask the receiver, how does this feel for their body at every turn and change? And after you've utilized all your supplies on all the sections of the body, take a few moments for aftercare and communicating before switching places. Now, if this was Jordy's pleasure mapping version, when I say like, go for the pussy, go for the dick. If you put it inside, get that shit. But the the class, the course, the articles, what I read, you're supposed to like avoid 
direct, <laughs> direct stimulation with the genitals because the whole exercise is so you can understand more about the pleasure capacities of your entire body and your partners and getting creative and playing and learning your body and theirs. Now, because this is my podcast and I can say whatever the fuck I want, I say end it with a bang, end it with a grand finale, a facial, a rub you one out, Mutual masturbation, IDK, my BFF, Jill. I vote you just go with the flow, but I do think you should set a timer, a time limit, an intentional amount of time where you devote to doing said instructions above. Rewind if you need to hear them again. Should have used your notes app. I will say one, not one, there was many, many things that I saw them do when I saw the demonstration where I was like, oh, that's smarter. I like how they communicated that. But in the beginning, when they were about to dive on in, he asked her, they both switched off and there were demonstrations of both and how they treated each other and how they checked in and communicated, etc. But when it was about her and she was receiving them, he, I think his name was Bishop, Bishop asked Lena, <laughs> I got their names, Bishop asked Lena how she felt, and she said that she felt relaxed, but she also felt really tired, and she felt like if he was too uh, light and ticklish on her, if it was just kind of relaxing rubbing versus a little more intense and intentional, she probably would have fell asleep. So she's like, I don't want it too hardcore, but I don't want it like soothing and chill enough where I just drift off. And the honesty, the transparency, that is really an important aspect of it because that's how we learn and we gauge and we course correct and we do accordingly. And that's how we get really good at something. That's how we have a better understanding of ourselves and others. So do with that information what you will. I hope you enjoyed this segment on pleasure mapping. If there's ever a topic that you're like, ooh, there, I know something that I really would love Jordan to give her Jordan version of, hit me, submit it. Everything we talked about is going to be in the episode notes. If you're new here, or maybe you're not new, but you're like, am I actually subscribed? Like if you have to type in my podcast every Monday or look for me or click the link in my whatever, you might not be subscribed. So it should notify you like Jordan dropped a new episode that should be happening. So make sure you're subscribed Follow me on social media, stay BTS in the know, and chit-chat with me for gigs and shits. Shits and gigs, gigs and shits. I think it's shits and gigs. Join the Patreon if you like audio erotica. Great foreplay, 9 out of 10. Until next time, Freaky Fam. See you next Monday.